0: Welcome to another hard-hitting edition of Tackling a New Kingdom. I'm your host, Tate Johnson, and today we have a living legend, a Pacific Northwest treasure who the entire world adopted as his own, a three-time NBA slam dunk champion, a semi-pro boxer, a beach boy to you, but one of the last two sport dynamic athletes, my little brother Nathaniel Robinson. Nate, hey, Rob, how we doing, brother? What's up, Tate? How you doing, man? Man, I am happy and excited, um, and it's an absolute pleasure to get you on the show and take time to, to chop it up with a legend. Okay, on this show, we tackle something current, yep. we tackle something real, and then we tackle something controversial and we get you out the door on something light, okay? Okay. So now, moving into something current. As we've recently seen, yet another kid from the Pacific Northwest, uh, Seattle to be specific, is the number one pick in the draft. We want want to know right now, what's in the water that's making all them quality hoopers up there,
1: Nate? Honestly, man, ever since guys like Doug Christie... You know Jamal Crawford, uh, Jason Terry. And I'm, I'm I'm naming the OGs before yeah. us. they gave us the blueprint. They gave us the uh, they gave us the the ability to think for ourselves. They gave us the ability to to see uh, that you can make it. They gave us the blueprint. They showed uh-huh. us. They showed us by leading by example. It wasn't like they told us you got to do this, do this. They just lead by example. Like bro, we're in the same we're in the same neighborhood. We grew up in the same area. And if I can do it, you can do it. And they passed that down to each person. And we did the same thing when I made it. And I was like, man, if they're making it, I don't care if I'm five foot, no, nah, I know I can do it. Uh, so I just, you know, open up, open up the floodgates with, with my, myself and, and others that came after me, uh, especially from guys from Rainier Beach High School. We have like six NBA pros, seven NBA pros from one high school alone. I think that's the most in a public school era and probably in the, in the nation. Wow, you know, like in one high school to have six NBA players and all of them going the first round. That's wow.
0: No, I mean That's I just I, I mean off the top of your head, let's let's go through at least ten guys from
1: Pacific North. Okay, I know Jason Terry, Jamal Crawford. Okay. I'm gonna name some that you ain't gonna really know. Scalabrini, Brian Scalabrini, Luke Rittenhauer, Rodney Stuckey, Michael Ooh. Dickerson, Dickerson uh, U of A. Uh, what's his name? Buddha Edwards that played for the. Uh, Play for the Pistons, won championship. Buddha, Big Buddha, he's from here. I'm trying to think, who else? Uh, wow, these are man. names I don't even know. Aaron, Aaron Brooks, hey Peyton Steva. Uh, of course, Jason Terry. You got uh, Brandon Roy. Man, I can keep going down the line. Let me see who else is that. Terrence Williams, DeJounte Murray, Kevin Porter, myself, Jamal Crawford. Uh, man.
0: <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Um, Zach Levine uh the shooter from uh from what's his name the shooter from uh from brooklyn he plays right now he's a shooter uh oh i know
0: he. i don't know his name but i know he name he, he, but, he popped uh, out on me too i was so like from he's from, from
1: seattle yeah, he's from washington yeah um i mean we got the list the list keeps going bro you know there's so many there's so many guys uh malachi flynn that plays for toronto um isaiah thomas uh, oh, Avery yeah, every Bradley um, I'm trying to think who else I don't want every Bradley's from Seattle from my he's from, he from Washington Tacoma same yeah, as I yeah, see, I yeah Tacoma
0: Washington, Tacoma, Washington I kind of consider it the same thing yeah same thing,
1: thing. But yeah, I, same thing.
0: I, that's you know that's that's crazy man I, I don't think folks truly understand a uh, Webster oh Montel that's Martell, another Martell. one another yeah, good right. one
1: he was around my time, my yeah, time, my time. And he time. came out of high school my year, he came in the draft and went number four in my draft class. I was like, was
0: tough. <laughs> i was tough, I was tough. Man, it's it's just crazy. Cause I mean, no matter where I go around the country, uh,
1: I just, I don't think people know uh, about the culture up there. Now- yeah, some in the water, like you said, John Brockman, he went to UW, went to, he from, he from uh, out North. Yeah. He went, to, he went to, he went to the league. He he played for Sac, didn't he? He played for Sacramento. Played for Milwaukee. He played for a couple teams. Okay, so I, I got to ask
0: you a question. So up there in that nest of Seattle, do you think it's the competition or the brotherhood? It's both. Both because yeah, both. because I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure what happened between uh, Dejounte and 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 poor Paolo Banchero.
1: It's just, uh, but, you know, basketball. That, when you talk, when you talk shit, you know, you kind of get heated, and uh, you know, when a young person, young young guy, you know, say, say the baby boy, you know, we they ain't coming to see you, they coming to see me. Like I'm the I'm the number one pick. They ain't coming to see you. So baby boy took that as like disrespect. Like don't disrespect your elders. Like I'm older than you. Like you used to come rebound the ball for me and ask me for basketballs and tips and everything. Like don't disrespect me. So. Paolo just got to stay in his lane and, and stay humble. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. uh, I understand that there's guys that came before you because you got big shoes to fill. You're the number one pick. You got you got to represent Washington, and you're number one pick. You got to represent. Everybody- and and, and, and you're gonna played- you're gonna you're gonna need those brothers. Exactly. Everybody that's played from Washington has put on, and you got big shoes to fill being the number one pick. So you just gotta you know humble yourself. But he's a good kid, man. He just you know getting caught up in the heat and heated the battle, just talking a little shit, just you know standing his own ground, which I don't blame him. But it's just, you know, what you say, you gotta watch what you say to certain guys because they put in work just like you.
0: Yeah, it, it seemed deeper uh, than what meets the eye. And and it's funny because I watched all the people on YouTube weigh in, uh, but I- They, but they have, don't know,
1: they're just going off what they see. They don't really, really know what's going on because they're, and they're cool today. Like they're still cool. Like right. they talk about shit, whatever, unfollowed did the shit, but they chopped it up. Jamal Crawford came in, played big brother you know, mediated the, the whole conversation and they chopped it up and everything's good.
0: No, no. I, I mean, and, and speaking to that, I mean, like now that you're in the position as a elder statesman, uh, you know, from the Seattle area, uh, I, I can appreciate your input on it too, because what you say that weighs a ton up there. So to hear you say like, you know, yeah, it's just when I when
1: I saw it happen, I called Jamal media and said, well, you know what you gotta do, right? You gotta go, you gotta go take care of that because you the big bro. I'm little bro to you. So I'm coming to you because you the one that can make it happen. You the one that can get it done. And he right. got it done, bro. Like, and people respect Jamal. Jamal does so much in the community, so much for I mean, for for everybody that he's ever been accounted like been been around, bro. He's been a cool dude since day one, never changed. Uh stand-up guy, bro. And when he when I heard that he squashed it, he had him squash it and they talked about it because you know it's like I told him, it's us versus the world. It ain't us versus each other, right. and that's what people got to understand. Like we're not hating on each other. That's one thing we don't do here. We we actually show love to each other. We support each other. That's and why it was team. so weird. It was like, that's whoa! I never did. seen two Seattle guys go at it. I mean, it's funny. Me and Jamal used to beef like that, but not like because they didn't have social media. But we beefed more like on the court too. Like we always played against each other. Like in in his pickup games, I always I don't want to play with him. I want to play against them. The only time we play together is we go play some other guys, like LA when we play the Drew League or we go to Canada or we go somewhere else in New York, we'll play together. But when we're here, it's competition. Like we want bragging rights. Oh yeah, I cooked you this game and blah, blah, blah. So me and Ma got into it like that before, like, you know, going back and forth, just changing words. And we get on the court and get after each other, but afterwards it's always love It's always respect. And that's what you gotta, you gotta, gotta have that. You gotta understand one's big bro. And he's, He's superior to you. So you got to not saying you got to back down, but you're a king, just like he's a king, but he's just before you. So you just got to respect it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, dap it up, understand, respect, you know, is a big key. And that's what we, and we follow that. Man, no, that's real. Um,
0: As a uh, adopted Seattle son, I consider myself, uh, I consider Seattle like a second home. I always want- It's home for you, for sure. Yeah, man. I always want to, um, you know, recognize- uh, just the rich talent. And, you know, I, I just want Seattle to come up when they talk about uh, these basketball and football hotbeds of athletes. So, um, you know, I, I always try to put on, but uh, but that is tackling something current. We're gonna switch to tackle something real, okay? Yep. Uh, I think some people understand how good you were at football, but I, but I, I think I want everyone to know, I want, I want to be able to tell a specific story about two specific plays. And it's funny because we remember it different, but you have, you have a head, a, a mind, like an elephant. And so do I, and you remember it as Cal. Yes. I, I specifically, but this could have been something different because okay, it probably I, I, I remember uh, we were playing against Oregon state. And future Hall of Famer, Stephen Jackson, ran a sweep to your side. And it looked like at the time, because I was looking at you on the uh, wide side of the field, you had to make a business decision. Listen, I wasn't even right over. to over. Potentially two-sport, first-rounder. Uh, the first time Stephen Jackson ran your way, the way I remember it, you dove on the ground. Stephen Jackson went around, had a hefty game. And when we went back to the sideline, I you and I had a conversation when we went back to the
1: sideline. I said, "I'm not getting ran over. He ain't about to make a fool of me." Like- and, and he, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And so
0: but 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 what happened
1: next, I, I
0: think was a was something of legend, okay? Because they came back to that same formation. Uh, we had just had a heated conversation on the sideline. uh they they motioned the guy. Uh, to to the short side of the field, which left you one on one, and you ran through the nation's top running back, flipped him in the air, and made him do a somersault. It was at that moment that I was like, "I fucking love this kid." I hated him ten seconds ago, and I <laughs> yeah. love him ten seconds. Ago. Can yeah. you, can you tell me, like, was was that a moment where you just had to step up to the plate, or was was that was was that like a, a moment where you felt you
1: had to prove yourself? Well, I, I wanted to prove myself to you guys from jump. You know, I wanted to be a part of the, you know, you know, the cool guys, the guys that are older, the veterans, the guys that really, you know, played a lot, that really, you know, you guys got to sit in the front of the plane in the, in the, in the luxury seats. Y'all got to do a, a lot of cool shit. And I wanted to be a part of that. I was like, I'm one of you guys. So when that day happened, I was like, man, I know I'm gonna have a tough time. He's, he got me by like a hundred some pounds. And I'm like, bro, he's not about to just run me over. So I remember that play. And the next play, I'm like, man, I'm about to show these guys that like, I can really do this. Like, you know, I ain't no know, I know little weenie little freshman. I'm actually a ball player. Don't look at me as my, you know, as being young. I can play this game. And and, so, and 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but I will say this. You were such a highly touted
0: recruit. And as and as a freshman, you got on the grass. And so there's
1: always that little bit like, let me see it, young fella. Let me see it. Yeah. So yeah, so when I when I came to UW, I was hyped. I got the chance to play with you guys. And I was like, okay, they asked me if I want to play offensive defense. And I seen how you guys moved. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely playing defense. I can't, the offense is a little, not soft, but they're a little, they're a little, you know, they're a little different. We'll call and them was, passive. Yeah, I was like, man, I had to get on that defensive side. You know that who, every time we make a good pay, who, who. So, we'll be up that, there. so that, so that, that game, I was focused on just trying to make it, just trying to tackle him, just make sure I get enough tackles and slow him down and everybody's got to come clean him up. Cause I know he was going to be stronger than me, drag me or whatever. And that happened a couple of times during the game when I came up and try to, you know, get them legs and he just kept kicking them legs. And I was, he drugged me a couple of times and y'all had to come make the tackle, but I just wanted to earn you guys' respect. And I wanted to, you know, be a, be a part of what, you know, what you guys are bringing. And you guys made it so much fun and easy for me to be myself. Uh, even with the messing up because I always came back and I always fixed it. And I think that day when me and you had that heated conversation, you just reminded me of what my dad was saying to me when I was coming up, you know, be, don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid of greatness, go out there and show them what you can do. You know what I'm saying? He, he put on his shoes just like you do, he just bigger, figure out a way to get it done. And I can just hear my dad in my head as you're talking to me, I was picturing my dad. And I was like, man, Tank is one of the leaders on the team and whatever he say, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I do that shit. And I, after that, I was just like, fuck it, I, I just went hard. And I was like, man, we got the job done. I ended up getting to pick that game. We ended up beating them like 40-something to 20, yeah, 14 or something. I forgot what it was, but we beat the shit out of them. And it was good because we went on a run after that. We beat them. We beat Oregon. We went Wazoo, beat Wazoo, number three team in the country. And we was rolling. We should have been one of the top ranked teams after, you know, we should have beat Michigan. We had 12 players on the field on that third down, that big last quarter down. Yeah. That game. And, you know what I'm saying? it was just. Unfortunate, but we had a great season. Uh, we had great guys. I still, I still run into a lot of guys, man. I ran into uh, uh, what's his name, uh, thirty four. Carruthers, Greg Carruthers. Greg Carruthers. I ran into him, him and his kids and his family at the trampoline place the other day. Yeah. I see, I see Sopo, uh Zach, all the time out here in Islaqua where I live. So it's, it's it's always cool seeing the old guys that we played defense with and went to UW with, man. It's, it just brings back great memories. Yeah, you know
0: what, man, that's that's kind of a perfect segue because um when when you were raised by us, a yes. group of guys who we we wanted to get the most out of a man by any means necessary. Do you think that's you know the old way of doing it where we could chastise the young guy but if the guy knew that we loved him, he knew that we weren't getting on him for for anything crazy. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, and and so now the athletes are so coddled and I'm not sure you can yell at a guy like I yelled at you that day and and watch you respond. Can you speak to those two dynamics
1: of how do you get the best out of a young player? Uh, I just think that you just keep it real. Like you kept it real with me. It wasn't no, like you're just trying to big boy me or big brother me, like you just kept it real. Like, bro, this is what you see. This is what I see, Nate. This is you, you messing up, blah, blah, blah. This is what you need to do. Fix it and stop being scared. Like that's me respecting my big bro. Like, all right, he's telling me something, let me do it. Like I believe in him, he believes in me. So let me go out here and do what I'm supposed to do. But it's just now like they soften up football so much. They cater to the kids so much. Like it's like everybody got a silver spoon in their mouth. They, they ain't come from the gut, from the mud. We came right. from the mud. You feel yeah. me? Like you saying, like, remember, I remember your car. You had no windshield wipers and nigga, you was driving the car like H. Ventura out there giving people rides back, you know, to campus. They don't even remember that. Man. So I'm like, bro, like we came from hard times, bro. I was yeah. catching the bus all the way until I was a junior in college, bro. Catching Man. the bus to so get rides, bro. I had no license, no nothing. Coming straight, to have been out of the mud, you feel straight me?
0: Straight up 23rd. You feel me, <laughs> and then rides right
1: back to the hood. Like, bro, like we came from the mud. Like, I don't think these kids, they're just, you know what I'm saying? Especially with social media and it's changing the world, bro. So I just think that they're they're coming in a little soft and catered to and pampered and they get everything. You know what I'm saying? When I went to UW, I was just like, man, I wanna one, I wanted to come to UW and do better than what my dad did. That was one goal of mine. I wanted to play football. I told Coach New and every team, every school that I went to go visit, if I can't play football or bat- and basketball, I'm not coming here. That's that's a that's a fact. That's a fact. If I can't do both, I'm not coming. Because New House said, Man, I want you to do everything if you can. Man, when he told me that, I was like, Man, I'm I'm going to UW. I decommitted out of I was supposed to go to USC. I decommitted oh, wow. out of SC. I was I'm going to UW. They just told me what I wanted to hear because SC Man. only wanted me to play football. And then when I went on my basketball visit, they only wanted me to play basketball. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't want to go to this school. I want to go to a school that's going to let me do both. And UW did that.
0: Man, I, I I I can appreciate your answer so much. Uh, because I was just Uh, I was just talking to, I was telling my wife the other day about how like we, in in our generation, I feel that when the coaches came and recruited us and patted us on the back and told us how great we were, I think we had a realistic expectation of when we got to campus, it was going to be even, right? It was all going to be even. I think these kids now feel like, how coaches are when they're recruiting them is how they're going
1: to be when they're playing for them too. It's way different. It's different. way different, right? Yeah. Now we're playing and now they expect more out of you because of, you know, we gave you the scholarship. We got you here. Now you have to perform and do, you know, as, as we move. And this is the system, how we're working, how we're running our system. Some guys are system guys and some guys are not.
0: Well, that's the
1: line and some guys can't.
0: It's funny when when uh, when I see a kid in a transfer portal and and he says, "Oh well, the coach lied to me." And I'm
1: always looking at the TV like he lied to all of us. Yeah, facts. <laughs> they lied <laughs> to, to all of us just so we can get there. He just want to make sure we get there. So they just got to understand when you get to college, bro. Is how you play. That's how you stay on the. That's how you stay on the field. That's how you stay on the court. That's how you stay anywhere, whatever sport you do. You have to perform. If you don't perform, you do not play. It's that simple. People don't understand that, like, yeah, okay, we told you who's gonna play now. We want you to duke it out with this guy who we recruited too. We want to see who's better. Right. Now you guys gotta figure out who's gonna who's gonna want this spot more because it's only one spot, and it's two of you guys. And you know what I'm saying? So it's only one spot, you got to figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? When I came in, I said I'm gonna show them everything I got. I'm gonna show them on my offensive side, I'm gonna show them my defensive side, how much of a pit bull I am. When I'm going against Reggie Williams every day in practice, nobody wanna go ones with him. I'll go every time with this nigga. I don't care. Right. Yeah, he's going to beat me sometimes, but sometimes I'm going to win, and sometimes we're going to tie. And I'm going to be right there on him. So, he made me better. He made me like ready to guard anybody in the pack at that point.
0: Well, I, I don't I don't say this lightly. Um when I think of LeBron James, the the reason why I think he's one of the greatest is because I feel he had the most on his shoulders and and the most he had the to prove in
1: junior high school.
0: And and point. I want to say that Nate You were an athlete like that with so much on your shoulders, and then not only did you have it on your shoulders, you said, Nah, scoop some more, I'm gonna play two sports.
1: Yeah, and and you proved
0: yourself. So, I just want to say right now on Tackling a New Kingdom that I want to give you your flowers. You are one of the greatest athletes of my lifetime, and it was an honor to have you on a team. And so um that is tackling something real. And now Dang. we're
1: gonna slide down. One more thing, something real. Go ahead, tell me. You remember, you remember when you uh came to Arizona State and gave me your jersey? After the game, You was like, whoever gets, whoever has the most points is gonna get the jersey. It was yeah. The G, Will, Brandon, we was always playing. I said, I'm definitely getting that jersey. I said, y'all don't even, I said, y'all don't even rock with tank like I rock with him because he played football that's been my guy. Man. So I went out there and scored like 24. And then NCA coach Romar made me give the jersey back cuz the NCA was on our heads about it. I said, "Bro, a, a jersey?" I said, "My man can't even give me a jersey? Like my bro, but but hold That's up, crazy. hold up, hold up. Let me uh
0: <laughs> Wherever my house is at, I keep this jersey close Word. That's lit to me. Um I I I when you threw it to me, bro, it, it it just felt
1: so good, man. I gave you one, you gave me one. That was lit. That was a beautiful. Wait, I can't wait to make it to the league. I said, if I got it, I made it to the league, I'm going to get into the league. I'm there,
0: bro. <laughs> well, that's dope. Okay, so now we're gonna tackle something controversial. Yeah, you had the opportunity to be a part of some magical March Madness teams, full of upperclassmen. Do you think the one and done has significantly changed the landscape of
1: hoops? Um. I mean, it changed a lot. I mean, it changes it changes lives. It changes the the culture of basketball for the college kids. They need to go back to letting the guys play coming out of high school, bro. Honestly, they need to just let the kids go because some kids are just born. They're just ready. Some right. kids don't don't last in college. College ain't for some kids, bro. And that's just the truth. Some you firmly guys, believe that. I firmly believe that. I've seen guys. I just, there's so many guys that went to college that could have went to the pros straight out of high school. Literally straight out of high school, bro. Trey Young. Guard, he could have went out of high school. Guys like um, uh, Andrew Wiggins, he could have came out of high school ready to go right. off the river. So they went one and done, and they're just as good as that year. They just could have went to the NBA. They just went to college. But uh, uh, I think that... So you don't think the one and done... Because, I mean, I just look at the teams that you
0: were on, when the, the, the sophomores and juniors that seniors. made... And seniors that made such an impact, and I'm just and then and then I look
1: at guys like like Baby Boy, but right? Those are, yeah, those are those are guys that wanted like me. I wanted to go to college. It wasn't like I, I mean, I could have if they was asking me to go to the league out of high school. I probably wouldn't be like, yeah, okay. If you think I'm good enough, I'm out of here. I'm gone. But but my goal as a kid, when I when I saw when I wake up in the morning, I was a kid. Me and my dad used to watch uh, Saturday Saturday football, college football. Mm-hmm. That was something that meant something to me watching college basketball, watching NCAA tournament. It meant something to me. I want to be one of those kids. right? And then I want to go to the pros, but I, like college meant something to me. So I just think that our era was the era where we wanted to go to college. Now, kids don't want to go to college. Kids want to go straight to the pros. They're like, bro, I'm good enough. Why do I got to waste my time going to college? And then I'm going to college. We can't make no money. Man, like now they can. back in the day, we can't like, can make no money. We were broke. We had no. nothing to our names, bro. All we had was a meal card. They gave us a meal card to come to college to play and we're making them billions of dollars every week. Man. You imagine that every week, there's 86,000 people in UW stadium, bro. Selling jerseys. Remember we bro, coming there. to watch us play. Like you're spending, you're getting all this, you getting all this bread and you guys are not sharing it with none of the players. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's big, crazy. Big crazy. That's big,
1: crazy. I really think about it, bro. We have to really like, that's when people are doing dumb shit, kids stealing shit, trying to sell shit, trying to, you know, we don't got no money. Yeah. Y'all wonder why we doing dumb shit? Like you guys eating, y'all y'all sitting comfortably in y'all in y'all in y'all offices and making billions of dollars, and mm. we're sitting here struggling playing football every week. And then we got to be eligible. We got to go to school, go to class every day just to be eligible to play a game that we love. When we're like, we shouldn't have to do all that, bro.
0: No, I, I think the system needs uh, adjusting uh, yeah, for adjusting sure. I, I I don't know if you know. I've talked about it on other shows. I agree. With the way the NIL deal. I think it's an overcorrection right now. But I, you know, one of my questions was going to be, you know, if if you were president Mike Emmert, you know Mike Emmert was the president of University of Washington when we were there. And now yeah, he's, he's the president of the NCAA. He's about to, he's about to leave now, but he's been the head of the NCAA for the last 10 years, uh, going through all the bullshit in controversy, he was there at Dub when we were there. But okay. but my question was, you know, if you were uh, Mike Emmert, uh, what would you like to see pass at the NCAA? And it sounds like you're saying if a guy's ready to go out of high school, you just let
1: him go. Let him go. I think that they need to change that rule. I think some guys are ready. You know what I'm saying? No. Some guys are ready. Uh, I think, I think that... That he, he needs the he needs to fight for everybody on the team unless you're the quarter, like unless you're the star star player, but everybody on the team should get some type of stipend, money. So everybody's eating. Okay. Every single person. Unless you- you're a five-star and you're the guy and people's coming to see you selling your jerseys, then that guy should get those are the guys that should get the big deals and whatever you're trying to fight for. But everybody should get something, bro. Even the last player on the team, the water boy, whoever you go to college, you work, you do something for the team to help us win, to help us, you should get paid. I know that you are a big movie buff. Oh, for sure. Have you seen the movie National Champions? No, I haven't seen that yet. That's one of my movies that I have on list I have to watch. And it's, you know,
0: I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's about, you know, um, I hey, seen it previously so I have seen a little yeah, bit of the previews. like a a very highly touted quarterback It didn't play right or uh, Yeah like they, they, they went the to the national it. championship and then he decided because a, a lot of other things weren't right with the players he said well we're we're going to withhold our services and not play and I have a theory and I have a theory that the reason that movie has not been widely pushed and
1: publicized is start doing that? It's be, yeah, it's because because <laughs> it's they're gonna, gonna show a blueprint, right? They're gonna show the blueprint how to do it because once you have one kid that's powerful, that's the same. Can you imagine a guy like Trevor Lawrence doing that and not going to the national championship, knowing he was a he was the face of the he was one number one pick from this freshman year. They said he's gonna be a number one pick in three or four years when he played football. Can you imagine a guy like that saying, "Bro, me and my team, we decided we're not playing because you know y'all got to fix some rules and." Then y'all, you know, what y'all gonna do? Play the backups, and then you see that they you guys are you're not you're not good enough.
0: You you see like, what you know, kind of product you would We're have. Not good
1: enough. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? We'll sit out. I'm going to the NFL anyway, so I'll, we'll sit out. The guys that need to sit out, sit out and play. Like, you no, know, no, we ain't playing. Some guys are gonna play because that's you know, they just they feel like they have to to get their their like their talent shown so they can get there. But I mean, if that's something that we was on back in the day, I, I would sit out, I would sit out and be like, yep. Hell yeah, rolling. you know we are we were like that. Yeah, I'm not playing, I'm not playing with my boys. If they say we are, we're not playing, I'm not playing, bro. We're not playing. We tell y'all fix it. And and bro, I honestly think that the reason
0: that so many athletes have not seen that movie, I think that's by design, bro.
1: Because just like when yeah, Will, I haven't when, seen that many, that many, oh, this movie's coming out, they have promoting it like that. They're not, they don't want you, they probably don't want you to see it. Because you remember when Will Smith did the concussion movie, right? Yeah. And and that movie- So many people stopped playing after that. A lot of people retired, NFL guys, different guys. The small press that that movie got, it, it was not enough
0: to how good that movie was. Yeah, and, and I felt like, you know, maybe there was some like, hey, if, if you advertise this movie, then you won't be able to get favors from us, big brother, you know, NFL. And I think in college, it might be the same way with this national championship movie because I can't see, uh, you know, if I watched that movie with 15 of my boys who I'm in college with, we
1: wouldn't be like, hmm, hmm, could we sit out? Man, I mean, I I think if a a certain person has to do it, if the right person does it first, and then he starts trickling down and everybody will start falling in line. Man, that's because a great all it's gonna take, all it's gonna take, it's gonna take somebody. And how they started the D league, it's gonna start. Somebody has to start an NFL, something like that, an in-between league, or start a league, and it makes contracts guaranteed. You get, uh, you get, uh, dental and, uh, and everything else that you that you need after life after football, insurance, yeah. health insurance. Like I can't believe that half the guys in the NFL say they don't get health insurance after the, after they're done playing football. And I'm like, bro, what? Yeah, I'm
0: shit. like, that's
1: sick. I'm like, you guys, I'm like, you guys play the most barbaric sport, and they don't have no health insurance plan for you guys. That's man, crazy. I call that shit cruel and unusual. That's cruel. That's not that that's that's not nice, bro. That's that's people being really mean and evil. Like, yeah. bro, bro. People, were bro. crashing our heads. Body, you see, you see, Jamal Adams just tore his whole quad off. Man, he got to do like in the season in a surgery, like, bro, who, who knows if he's going to play again, that messing with his mind. Like, dang, bro, I'm hurt again. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's not, it's not a game. It's real life. Like they, they got to understand that. And that's one thing they got to respect and they got to, and we got to keep fighting for that. Everybody in the, in the NFL and basketball, like keep fighting for it. It's the things that you want to change, we got to make it happen.
0: It's a perpetual fight, man. It's, I, it's an
1: ongoing thing forever. I love it. Just, I love it. You got to change the system. They tweak mm-hmm. it a little bit, little by little, bro, and it's, it's been happening over and over. There, years after years, been getting a little bit better, a little bit better, and they're gonna they gonna they're gonna have to figure it out because guys, like you say guys will stop playing, we'll go play somewhere else and start our own league and make our own like generate our own money because it's, without without certain like without the real guys in NFL and the guys that are playing, it's majority it's majority black. It's us, it's us out there. I mean, the only white boys you're really gonna see playing is kickers. <laughs> You're going to see kickers, <laughs> quarterbacks, offensive linemen, maybe in a couple that, the, the ones that are good at defense sprinkled in there. Yeah. Sprinkled, you know, it's like salt and pepper on defense. The defense is maybe a <laughs> linebacker. You might got one good safety. That's white, but everybody else is black, bro. I
0: mean, all black African is Pec- nice. need,
1: bro. Unless they want to start a Negro league, a football. I never heard of that. A Negro league, football league. Like, man, if they do that, bro, they might, they might have something. Yeah, but I mean, re-
0: but regardless, if we just withhold our services until they give us what we need.
1: If it won't be the same.
0: No sport would be the same, right? It'll be the same. Oh, man. Well, um, we're going to transition and get you out of here on something like, which of your slam dunk
1: contests was most memorable? Wow, that's a great one. Uh, I'm going to pick two. Please. Uh, I'm going to say over Spud. When I jumped over Spud, I think that was, for me, it was life-changing, for one. I was I was paying homage to him because it was 20 years since he won it. It was the exact same day when I won it. And Jamal Crawford gave me the idea to jump over Spud. He said, Nate, I got a perfect idea. You got to call me. And I'm like, Jamal, you, you want me to call you? Mar don't never talk on the phone. He's always a texter. Right. Said, no, don't text me. Call me. I said, all right. I called him. He's like, man, if you jump over Spud, wait, Nate, you're going to win a dunk contest and you're paying homage to him. We're jumping over him, it's like you're. It's like you're jumping over, and he's te- you're, you're like you're taking the torch. He's passing you the torch, and I'm like, you know, that's a good idea. So I, I figured out how to call Spud. We called him. We practiced on it at, at the dunk contest uh, one time in Houston, and I jumped over him and easy. I was jumping over my teammates seven feet, six eleven, and I was like, I can definitely jump over somebody five seven, like right. that's easy. But how we did it one try, throw the lob, jump over him, stood there, you know, with the jersey on, put his jersey on. I think that it was just it was a it was like a parade for all the little people in the world man showing us that us little guys matter yeah i was showing them like yeah we can dunk we can hoop we can be a part of the giants like we are small giants in our own right and i think that dunk contest really opened the, the floodgates for young kids to believe that they can do anything they put their mind to that's my that was my message coming into the league i wanted to show them that you can do it don't think that you're you're not tall enough you're not fast enough I'm gonna show you guys that you can do it at this height. And I think man. the dunk contest jumping over Dwight over Superman is like passing the torch too, like showing people like, yeah, it's not five, nine, five, seven guys I can jump over. I can jump over your favorite player's favorite player. <laughs> Big <laughs> dog. You know what I'm saying? So uh yeah, man, the dunk contest was 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 a eye was eye-opening and it gave me identity for the league. It gave me it opened up people's eyes and show like, yo, this little kid from from the Knicks, man, he can ball, he can flat out play, and he, he got bounce, he got hop, we got to go watch him play like he's entertaining. I yeah. wanted him to come see me, I wanted him to come see the Knicks and watch us do what we do. And when I got on the court, I just wanted to entertain. I wanted to show people that, uh, you know, impossible is there's nothing, bro. You can do anything you want. Well, I mean, throughout that
0: entire run, you captured the hearts and minds of so many fans, and I it, it was just... Uh, it was just an honor to just be like, yeah, that was my boy. So another question. Of all the people you dunked on at any level, high school, college, pro, big three, overseas, what's your favorite poster
1: of somebody you just called lacking? Shaq. Shaq Daddy. Yeah, when uh, when we did the movie Uncle Drew. Um <laughs> You know, in the outtakes, when we, you know, we was we was chilling, they had a basketball court out there, we were hooping and Shaq kept trying to, you know, him uh, him and Lisa Leslie kept trying to see how high they can touch on the rim by just standing there. Uh-huh. And I told Lisa, I said, man, you get him close enough to that rim, I'm gonna dunk on his ass. And he got close and we're all in our makeup and you know, our old, we, we look hella old. And I took the ball and I just said, this is my chance, I'm gonna dunk on Shaq. I said something, not, not too many people get to do this in their lifetime. <laughs> And I was like, man, I took the ball and I just banged on him and I jumped off the rim and I'm looking old, like I'm 75 years old. And it looks, it was so cool. It's just a, it's just an honor, man. It's just an honor to be around Shaq, to be around his presence, to be around all the greats in that movie. Shout out to Kyrie, Chris, uh, I mean, uh, Chris Weber, Lisa Leslie, uh, you know, shout out to Reggie Miller. We had a great time filming, man. And Kyrie, it was, it was dope. And to be able to dunk on Shaq, one of the greatest, of all time, man, it was it was it was pretty dope. I can always tell my kids I banged on Shaq. Not a lot of people have done that.
0: Man, you are a wild boy. Well, brother Nate, you came, you saw, you have tackled all the questions. I appreciate you, think, you having me, bro.
1: Thank I'ma you, gonna have to sign brother that Nate. Bro. I'm at to sign that for you, bro. And I see you next, bro. Man, brother Straight Nate, up. Rob, man, that's I, a tank, big bro. I appreciate you, man. Love you, dog. Love you, brother. Thank you for watching Believe.
0: You can find more great content at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Do you believe?